Welcome back to Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And this was the last week of the regular season. And for the Angels, who are not in the playoffs, that means this was their last week of baseball period. And therefore, the last week of baseball for Otani. We will have a couple more episodes after this, like recapping the season and talking about things like Rookie of the Year. It's crazy how, like, I mean, it's, like, sad it's over. Yeah. But it's been a long season. But I wish it went 365 days. I mean, that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, this is it. So, a lot happened this week. You know, sometimes the last week of the season, certain announcements come out. And especially with Otani and the Angels, that was the case. So let's go chronological as usual. First, to start off the week, it was announced that Otani is going to get the Tommy John. It's happening. So yeah, next week he goes in for surgery. Wasting no time. No time. So yeah, like we mentioned before, the surgery is repairing his UCL, which is pretty much his elbow. Hopefully gets back to 100%. And Otani said that The team laid out various options for me. I felt like surgery was the best one. If he was able to avoid the surgery and still be back at 100%, that's what he would have done. But that wasn't the case. So, you know, he had already tried the PRP injection and that didn't work. So he kind of just gave in after this more recent recommendation. He also said that I'm disappointed at the fact that I won't be able to pitch next season but I'm trying to take positives out of the negative. And, like, he's right. Like, for players who only pitch, they wouldn't have anything next season. But he's able to hit because he's a two-way player. So, luckily, he will still be able to DH next year like we've talked about. And, again, we don't know exactly when he'll return, if he'll be ready for opening day or not. He said he's going to be updated every four weeks after he gets a surgery. And... There's a lot of variables that can go into it. But we've actually also found out this week that Otani's not really a two-way player. He might be a three-way player. Yeah, this week we also got a look into another side of Otani. His singing. Yeah. The man is not only a great pitcher, great batter, but also a musician, bro. Spanish singing. (laughs) Despacito. (laughs) This is, we're not making this up, by the way. I don't know if you guys believe us. This is real. Yeah. There's actually footage out there of Otani in the Angels bus. Karaoke. He jammed out to Despacito. It was just like so perfectly fitting that it was a Spanish (laughs) song. Like... (laughs) Again, you guys think we've been joking. Otani's fluent in Spanish, <laughs> dude. Like <laughs> His primary languages are Japanese, Spanish. <laughs> now he's learning English, you know. It's a step. <laughs> it's a process. And he said that it's an easy song to follow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not too familiar with the song, so I worked really hard to sing while looking at the lyrics. And here's that clip from William Jarrah's that he posted on his Instagram. (laughs) 
But yeah, that wrapped up the early news of the week, and then the games began. They had a homestand all week. Don't have to travel away anywhere. First up, the Texas Rangers came into town. So yeah, on Monday, the Angels faced the Rangers, who have Beltre, one of my favorite players. Many say this might be his last season. Adrian Beltre, yeah. What do you think? You think it'll be his last? This dude still has it in him. He's been injured like half the season, and somehow he's still... Hidden dingers, putting up numbers and home runs, and his defense is still there, so. Yeah, and he's like a force in the clubhouse, too. So, yeah, hopefully someone gives him a nice one-year deal, at least. Give him a little bit of a chance. Of course, if he wants to retire, hey, it was nice having you, but hope to see him again next season. I got a quick scenario for you. What if he comes to the Angels? Sounds like the perfect home (laughs) for Beltre. Here's why. We live close to Orange County. (laughs) Could go to many games to see him. I think him, along with Trout, could be a powerful duo of, like, veterans to teach the youngins how to go about their career, you know? Yeah, and the Angels have a lot of good young players, and they could use someone at third not just on like the game and mentality and staying focused, which Beltre seems to always be calm under pressure, but also how to have fun and maybe teach Tyler Ward how to get a gold glove at their base. Right. But yeah, we took enough time on other stuff. Let's get into the games. <laughs> Tani comes back with a one for five. That one is pretty special, though. Dinger. Home run. Home run. Otani's son. One run, one RBI. He does strike out once, but the Angels do win it 5-4. to four. Breaking their terrible slump and losing streak last week. That was brutal. So, yeah. it's a good start. Tuesday. One for four for Otani. One run, one RBI. Nothing major, but the Angels do win it again 4-1. to one. They were down one nothing in the bottom of the six with runners on first and third, and... Otani, who, as we said, has been very clutch, hits a single and drives in the runner from third and moves the runner from first to third. He has his inner rally monkey in him. Then we go on to Wednesday. A little bit of a better day for Otani. Two for four. Guess what? Another dinger. It was in the bottom of the eighth with the game tied 2-2. So, again, Mr. Clutch. One run, two RBIs, strikes out once. But, again, that doesn't matter when you hit dingers. The Angels win this one as well, 3-2. to two. Then we go on to Thursday, where the Angels have the day off. Damn, that's Otani's last day off this season. Wow. You think he enjoyed this one? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's so locked in because it's the last few days ahead before he gets surgery and has to like, go through his grueling regimen, so... 
it's a very specific like place he's in. He wants to finish strong, so he's trying to stay as focused as possible. Sounds good. Let's see. Let's see if it worked. Let's go on to Friday. They start a series against the Oakland Athletics, who are pretty hot right now. Otani, three for three. He got his head right. Got a double. Mr. Hot Wheels is back. Two RBIs, one run. The Angels win against the Oakland Athletics. Eight to five. Four game winning streak. Pretty good, especially after the slump last week. It was a special game because Otani became the first player in MLB history with 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases, and 10 games pitched in a single season after he got that 10th stolen base. That is insane. Let's go on to Saturday. Japan Day at Angel Stadium. Yeah, in the parking lot before the game started, they had some different booths with food and entertainment, performances, etc. And there was even a little Q&A with Otani on a stage. In the game itself on Saturday, Otani wasn't feeling it. 0 for 4, 1 strikeout, the Angels lose it. 5-2. to two. So like all season, Otani's done pretty well under the pressure, but... You think Japan night was like too much pressure for him? Like he felt like he was obligated to have a big game and it kind of got to him psychologically? No. I think Otani is used to like taking naps before the game. (laughs) And this time they were like asking him to do all the Q&A. And like he went out there, he hit a few grounders, a fly ball, strikeout ones. But it was just a little bit off. If only he could nap before the game. You're kind of joking, kind of serious, but, like, pre-game rituals are a big thing. It can really mess you up, like, if you don't have your normal ritual. Then, sadly, we go on to Sunday. Last game of the season. Otani is one for four. Strikes out once. The Angels win it. Five to four. In dramatic fashion, too. Taylor Ward hit a walk-off home run. So, pretty exciting finish to the year for the Angels, who have been not bad, not great, pretty mediocre. They finished two games below 500. They've definitely had like their ups and downs all season, even Otani alone. They also are in like a super tough division. Like the Astros are incredible. The A's have been super hot, like we said. The Mariners had a pretty solid season. Right, they're one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest division. Then after the game, we got some big news as well. Mike Sosha, the manager of the Angels, who we pretty much talk about every single podcast at least like five times, has announced that he's done with the Angels. He won't be returning to manage next year. And this is after a long reign with the team, 19 years. They haven't had a different manager since the turn of the century, which is pretty crazy. He helped them win six division titles, a pennant, and a World Series in 2002. Got him a world championship within his first three years. Made it to the playoffs many times with whatever he was given. He never really had a whole lot to work with. Yeah, like... He did have solid teams in the early 2000s, but it was never star-studded Boston Astros Yankee-like team, you know? Yeah. 
he always had those one or two great players. He has Trout. He had Troy Gloss. I don't know if you guys remember him. <laughs> Vlad. Vlad. But never like a full team of all-stars, you know? Yeah. And Even the Angels team that won, it was like they had barely anyone it was like, like a lot that of, notable. Yeah, it was like a lot of solid players. But yeah, he was a great manager. He worked with what he had and he gave him many winning seasons. And he's like one of those managers that are kind of bigger than their role like they're one of those managerial figures in baseball that are part of like a certain era and it's crazy that he's like finally stepping down after all this time too he's like one of those coaches for teams that like when you think of the team that's probably the only coach you'll think about Tony La Russa, Cardinals. Like. Yeah, Tony La Russa, great. Otani said about playing for Sosha, I felt like he was excellent in communicating with me. He was always mixing in jokes, trying to make me feel comfortable. And he did make me feel comfortable. And he set the situation up so I could focus on baseball. And I really appreciate it. And also, Sosha's been like Otani's baseball dad this year, so... It's definitely going to be an adjustment for him next season with a different manager, no matter who that is, you know. So, yeah, thank you, Mike Sosha. I'm glad we caught the tail end of his career while we started this podcast and had this whole season with him. He's one of a kind, so hats off. Farewell, Mike. And Otani also had his last press conference, which he said some interesting things. Let's uh, go back and forth on some of the highlights. Kev, you want to start it off? We find out that the toughest hitter he faced, possible MVP, Mookie Betts. And the toughest pitcher he faced, Justin Verlander. And Otani hit a dinger or two off Verlander, I remember. Dude, that's like a low-key flex. <laughs> it was just tough. I could barely see the ball. I mean, <laughs> I put the barrel on a couple of, you know, dingers, but he's a tough pitcher. I mean, I went three for five against them, <laughs> four RBIs. Oh, by the way, Mookie, he couldn't hit my splitter, but... <laughs> hey, no one can hit that splitter. The next one was about signing with the Angels. As we know, Otani had his pick of teams pretty much and he says that i feel more and more every day that i made the right decision that's good to hear for angel fans yeah sounds like they treated him well he likes it connects a little bit with the next one which is that he loves southern california weather i moved here (laughs) (laughs) i can fully agree (laughs) it is a great perk he says it's always great, unlike Japan. Hey, I didn't say it. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's always cold by this time of the year. And here, it's beautiful, sunny, and a light breeze. And then finally, looking back on the season overall, he said the one thing I really felt is that I still have a lot of room to grow. And he said that overall, I was able to have fun and enjoy everything when I was playing on the field. That's a really good thing to take out of this season. Unfortunately, I'm very disappointed the team wasn't able to make the playoffs. I'll try to come back stronger next year, and hopefully next year we'll be in the playoffs. 
I mean, hey, Trout, Otani, maybe Beltre. Could happen, even with the tough division. It's crazy how we're starting the rumors that Beltre might be the <laughs> Angels, but <laughs> let's talk it into existence. His brother, Mike Trout, also said that he was disappointed that the Angels aren't in the playoffs and doesn't feel good that other teams are still playing for something and not us, but Trout had one of the best seasons of his career, both on offense and especially on defense, which he improved a lot. Some final stats on Otani. We'll just give you guys some simple ones this time. Next week, we plan on going more in-depth with these, but a two eighty five batting average, 22 dingers, 61 RBIs. That was his batting. For his pitching, he goes out with a 3.31 ERA and goes 4-2 and two with his pitching record. In 51.1 innings pitch. Yeah, so next week we'll give a recap of the whole season for Otani, go in depth on the timeline and his stats and etc. And then the week after that, we'll debate if he should win Rookie of the Year. But yeah, it feels weird to not say, next week the Angels are playing blah blah blah. They're playing Xbox and PlayStation 4, bro. (laughs) (laughs) A whole lot of FIFA, Fortnite, maybe some MLB The Show. We might also get some updates next week on how Otani's surgery went since he's going to be having it. Yeah, season's over, but we're not done yet with this podcast. So, that wraps up this week of Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we'll see you next week. Good luck with the surgery, Otani. Good luck, boy.